Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If you're in the mood to make some kind of baked good, the recipe you grab will almost certainly call for baking powder or baking soda. That's because both ingredients are leavening agents used to make your favorite baked goods light, fluffy, and moist. But while baking powder and baking soda are similar, they're definitely not the same. Baking soda is made from one ingredient, sodium bicarbonate. Sodium bicarbonate is alkaline, sometimes called a base, and its job is to react with some kind of acid in batter, such as buttermilk, yogurt, brown sugar, or vinegar. And upon reacting, release carbon dioxide bubbles that help your baked goods rise and become light and fluffy. This reaction happens immediately when the baking soda and the acid come in contact with each other. On the other hand, baking powder is a combination of sodium bicarbonate plus two acids that are stable in a dry room temperature state, uh, often those acids being monocalcium phosphate and sodium aluminum sulfate. These two additional ingredients work to extend the leavening process and mean that you don't necessarily have to add any acids to your batter. When you stir dry baking powder into a wet batter or dough, first the monocalcium phosphate hydrates and can react with the sodium bicarbonate to produce carbon dioxide bubbles. Then when you put your unbaked goods in the oven, the combination of heat and moisture will allow the sodium aluminum sulfate to react, giving off a second burst of gas. This two-stage activation process, which gives baking powder the tag double-acting, means you can delay baking the batter or dough for up to 20 minutes without much affecting its leavening power. Recipes using baking soda, on the other hand, require immediate baking for the best results, since baking soda alone reacts to an acid as soon as the two are mixed. The dough will only deflate from there. But if you've got only baking soda on hand and need baking powder, no worries— you can substitute baking soda for baking powder with two precautions. First, you need enough acidity in the mixture to activate the baking soda. Uh, Say one cup of buttermilk or a teaspoon of lemon juice per half teaspoon of baking soda. Second, you have to calculate the proper amount of baking soda to use. Baking soda is four times stronger than baking powder, so a recipe calling for a teaspoon of baking powder translates to a quarter teaspoon of baking soda. If you happen to have cream of tartar at home, you can make your own baking powder by combining it with baking soda. A quarter teaspoon of baking soda and five-eighths of a teaspoon of cream of tartar will be equal to one teaspoon of baking powder. A cream of tartar is another powdery acid, potassium bitartrate. Baking powder was actually originally a combination of cream of tartar and baking soda. It first debuted in England in the late 1840s. But at the time, cream of tartar was pricey, and being that it's a byproduct of the wine industry, Americans had to import it from Europe. So in 1856, an American chemist created modern baking powder, which substitutes monocalcium phosphate for cream of tartar. Unfortunately, while it's relatively easy to substitute baking soda for baking powder, the opposite is not true. If a recipe calls for baking soda and all you have is baking powder, it's best not to proceed, as baking powder is a combination of at least a couple ingredients. Since baking soda is, again, stronger than baking powder, you'd need three or four times the amount of baking powder and a reduction in salt and other acidic ingredients in the batter to approximate a substitute, and it's likely that the texture and flavor of the finished product will not be what you were going for, even with your best efforts. Also, a caveat when using either baking soda or baking powder. Measure carefully. 
A too much baking soda can cause your baked goods to fall, while too much baking powder can lend a bitter taste to your goodies. And too little of either of these leavening agents can result in dense, heavy goods without enough rise. Today's episode was written by Melanie Redziki McManus and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics that'll lift you up, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.